Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. Mike Petrino officially announced and welcomed via press conference as the new head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz. Bryce Sterk, former defensive end and NFL hopeful for Montana State. And how about Padre Angle, Justin Angle, host of a New Angle podcast. It's a huge show on this Wednesday afternoon. It is Tutel and Nuanas on your radios, 1029 ESPN Radio, on your televisions, SWX, and across the globe on Tutel and Nuanas uh, on the stream, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you listen live anytime you would like to. The stream available all the time, and we uh, are uh, happy to have it there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity also, the phones, they are open today, 361-3688. Am I correct in that, Tommy? We're still rolling with the 361-3688 phone number Not here? long. Part of the fun is the ever-changing phone number. Yes, yes. But, uh, for now, that's the number That's of what the we're day. doing. Okay. It's it, the secret number. Of this the is day. the only show I've known that I the host has to ask if we're using the same phone number the, the next day that we used the day prior. But for right now, we are 361-3688. All guests. Join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today, and it is absolutely jam-packed. I, I, honestly, I wish we had double the time. I wish we had a four-hour show today because there's so much to get to. Uh, first of all, uh, today, uh, Kent Haslam, the athletic director of the University of Montana, and Mike Petrino, who is the new interim head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz, uh, had a uh, Zoom press conference. Uh, it was, uh, I thought, enlightening. It, it's been a long time coming. We've been waiting for, for several weeks uh, to... 
to uh, hear the uh, uh, you know the, the 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 message direct from the guys that are involved in this, and it covered both uh, the non-renewal of Shannon Schwain and the the obviously introduction of Mike Petrino. Uh, it lasts about thirty six minutes. Full audio is available right now uh, at the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. It's also available on Skyline Sports, uh, and so you can go to either of those places to listen to it in full. But we have a ton of sound from that for you, and we probably have more for you throughout the course of the week. But we'll get into all. That in about a half an hour, Bryce Sterk, former defensive end at Montana State, obviously a transfer from the University of Washington, and a guy who is training uh, very hard as many are, but uh, he's certainly in the mix to go to the NFL. Is uh, you know certainly a possibility of being a Saturday draft pick somewhere, and uh, and will will undoubtedly have an opportunity at a camp someplace uh, when uh, when that whole thing gets rolling. But a big weekend weekend for him, and so Bryce Sturck going to join us uh, as well. Top of the hour. Can't wait. Justin Angle. He's the host of a New Angle podcast. He's a uh, uh, professor of marketing in the business school at the University of Montana. He's a friend of the show and just, I mean, one of the all-time guys to talk to. He is the subject of our ESPN roundtable. His podcast has been so uh, fantastic and what it has done. Uh, he's just, you know, been interviewing, as he says, cool people doing cool things or something along those lines for the last couple of years. They just had their 100th episode uh, s- several months ago. So this has been going strong for quite a while. Uh, but also, since the, you know, coronavirus and COVID 19 uh, has been a tremendous resource, both on the health side and the economic side. I mean, he's in kind of both places uh, with, you know, in terms of people he's able to get uh, to talk about this. So they've had, you know, a sub-series uh, going on. And so we talked to him about the podcast, uh, people he's had on and, and what's going on. I just had a wide range of conversation with him, which was was really enjoyable. And so we look forward to bringing that to you at the top of the hour. It's also a Wednesday, so gracious mercy, it's a Wing It Wednesday. We're going to do some trivia for you, get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. The Desperado, uh, uh, obviously, every Wednesday, giving you the best wings in Missoula here on Tutel and Nuanas. Speaking of, Coulter, I'm not going to get into this in detail. We just don't have time. But the governor did today uh, release basically a phased reopening of, of business and the economy in the state of Montana with certainly plenty of caution going along with it. But it is just remarkable that the bars open on a limited in a limited way the day before your birthday. I mean, how is it that you have this sort of gift and touch like yeah, this? Yeah, right. But except now that I haven't been able to go to a bar in eight weeks, I just don't even have any desire to do it. Well, I think that that will probably change come Cinco de Mayo. How are you having a birthday on Cinco de Mayo is just beyond beyond belief. Beyond belief. <laughs> well, and we, per- we will talk more about that, certainly, though, because sure. that's really, it's on one hand ca- cautionary, but it's it's certainly good and welcome news in a lot of ways as well. And, and, uh, and here in Montana, you know, we need to continue to do all the right things to keep this virus at bay. Uh, but also, uh, you know, that, that, that we have done that to this point is I think testament to what was released today. And that's really good news. I think for a lot of people across the state. Yeah. I mean, we'll tweet out the actual PDF of all the, the uh, basically reopening directions because yeah. it's essential for people to read. It is interesting. But from our perspective, despite this uh, phased reopening, high school sports are canceled. Right. Uh, spring sports so, canceled. And the it was interesting. It's the main I, thing. I, I, called our, I called our good buddy Craig, Craig Mettler uh, this afternoon when I had gone through this paperwork. And I said, so this means that school's back in session, right? And he's like, yeah. And he, I said, so this means spring sports is happening, right? And he said, well, we missed the date by a couple days. But 
he said school's probably going to start May 11th because they, mm-hmm. I think they said May 7th was the day it could start, but why would you just go back on a Thursday, Friday? You want to have the kids back for the full week. So he right. said May 11th, so we probably missed it by about a week. Because May 5th was the deadline. May 4th was the deadline. Or 4th, right. okay, was the deadline. And so uh, Craig expected it to be back, and then a minute later he called me again. He said, I just got an email on MHSA. I'll forward it to you. It's, it's done. So it's, over. it's a bummer, but... Tease for later, we will be uh, launching a new series, the Senior Spotlight. So we're going to highlight between eight and maybe as many as a dozen athletes from around western Montana and the state of Montana that were great seniors in a variety of sports, both male and female, and uh, just talk to them about the way this impacted their careers, the endings of their careers. I mean, Lauren Hagan is the one we've talked about a bunch. I mean, talk about Mm -hmm. one of the great track athletes in the history of the state of Montana. She doesn't get to have a senior season. She's already shattered all the records. She would have again this year, certainly, and she doesn't get a chance. So we'll have as many of these uh, kids on and in the studio as we can. That's right. Can't bury the lead. We talked to Kent Haslam and Mike Petrino. The silence is over, finally. We have a a bunch to get to here, and so we're going to jump into it, and we'll react to the sound after we hear it so you can hear it along with us. But, uh, again, about a 36-minute Zoom press conference involving both Kent Haslam and Mike Petrino. Uh, uh, Obviously, Kent Haslam, the athletic director at the University of Montana, and Mike Petrino, who's been on staff since 2016 with the Lady Grizz, promoted to interim head coach about three weeks ago. They, had, they each had an opening statement, so let's first hear from, from Kent Haslam, the athletic director, just his opening comments before we all – okay, was, okay we'll, come, we'll come right back with that here, here sound in just a second. We'll get it, uh, the, the, uh, the system up and running. But when just you talk a, just about a com- this in general yeah. – I mean, just a comment on this actual procedure. Yeah. We've done plenty of Zoom interviews at this point. It's been become our go-to thing. We've never conducted an actual Zoom press conference. I thought that it had – Positive and negative effects on the information that we received today. Yeah. The positive is that we could all be together without having to be together in the in the name of safety and the name of convenience. That's great. Yep. We could welcome in guys from out of market, like Fritz Neighbor, who's working up in Kalispell. He he tuned into the call and some other guys that weren't necessarily in Missoula. So that's nice. I thought that when you ask directly Kent Haslam or Mike Petrino a question, if anybody's ever used Zoom, when you're talking, you become the main screen. Mm-hmm. So you can just look into the eyes of the person you're speaking to. That's different than a press conference and in a lot of ways better. But I also thought because of the logistics, just the way you have to do it, you have to raise your hand and you have to ask your question. Everybody takes turns. That went fluidly, and I thought that was good, just the conduction of the call. But in a press conference, so much of the press conference is when when a question gets asked, then you follow up, follow up, follow up until the next thing goes. And so when it's my turn, I ask my question. Well, then by the time the, the subject at hand has passed, it's been 20 minutes since yeah. we talked about this, so it's hard to circle back around. So I did think that these guys were uh, relatively transparent. I thought they both did a, a pretty good job uh, considering the circumstances, but I also think that there wasn't maybe as many hard questions as I would have expected, and that was only just because of, I think, the medium that yeah. was used. And I thought there were some good questions asked. It was and, good questions, and, and I, thought they all gave, I thought they both gave pretty good yes, answers, I too. I, and but there was also some stuff that I wish I could have just hammered on a little bit, j- right. just, just to ask just details, details, yeah. details. You know, yeah. What were the conversations like when you were talking about extending to not extending? Right. Like that, that whole scenario, the presenting of a potential contract to then – the non-renewal of a contract within three weeks. I thought that would need a little bit more play, but we did get some good information today, and we're happy to share it with you. Well, here we go. We'll start with both opening statements. First of all, Kent Haslam, Athletic Director. I just want to start off by um, thanking Mike Petrino and uh, thanking him for his willingness to step up and lead our women's basketball program. This was not a job that Mike sought after nor knew was coming. 
um, but his willingness to step up and lead and uh, uh, manage us through this, uh, through this time is much, much appreciated. And on behalf of the University of Montana, I express my thanks to him. Also to his assistant coaches, Nate and Jordan and Jace, who are all coming back and are anxious and ready to go. I appreciate what they, uh, what they do and the dedication. And for our student athletes, changes are not easy. These are difficult. They're very difficult, um, but I appreciate their willingness to, um, to get on board and to work hard and to, and to, get, uh, and to do, things, uh, do things the right way. All right, so there's Athletic Director Kent Haslam, and now for the first time as the head coach, interim head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz basketball team, opening statement from Mike Petrino. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for being here today. I know it's, uh, like Kent said, a unique situation. Uh, I know you've been very patient. Those who've reached out to me and understood that uh, I wanted to follow the university protocol on this. Um, I guess my first statement is uh, this was definitely an unexpected emotional three weeks. I have tremendous respect and admiration for Shannon and the fact that she brought me here. Uh, everybody on the last year's team was brought here, either coach or player, because of her. And her history and her legacy is, you know, forever etched uh, in all that she was a part of here. So uh, this has been a very unique situation, but uh, we're going to do our best to uh, move forward. And uh, I look forward to your questions, and some I'll answer in detail, some I may not be able to this time. But uh, the one thing that remains is a very special place a special historic program that's bigger than any one individual, including myself, of course. And we look forward to moving forward together. So there you go, Mike uh, Mike Petrino and Ken Haslam, uh, both their opening statements there. The There's there's a lot in this press conference that we're not going to get to here, and I think a lot of that is about some of the forward-looking stuff, which we feel like we have time to get to throughout the net coming days and weeks. Right. And and we'll look forward to having Mike himself on this show, and, and, and we will do that in due course uh, to talk about what it is to be the head coach. But I think today... The, the, the center of everything that people wanted to know because it's been just outstanding in silence for weeks and even months is Shannon Schwain not being the head coach any longer at the University of Montana. And to that end, Bill Speltz uh, I, I included a couple of the questions just because I thought the lead-up was important uh, rather mm-hmm. than me setting it up. So the, the, the first question is a, a very valid and good one. The offer, or not an offer, let me be clear, but the discussion and the expectation of a renewal early on in conversation with Coach Swain up until the point where that where his mind was changed, what went into that? Here's the question and the answer from, from the time Ken Hazel. We were in Boise until to April 1st. Uh, uh, you change your mind about renewing Shannon's contract. You have the right to do that. Uh, but in your words, why did you do that? So I... I did have a conversation with, with Shannon um, at the end of the, uh, actually it was on the Thursday. Yeah, those days really mixed together. Boy, it was Thursday, Thursday morning. And we started the negotiation process for a, for a contract. Uh, I did initiate that, those negotiations. Um, a new contract was never formally offered, nor was it circulated for, for signatures. In the time between that meeting and the time when I made my decision, uh, I just came to understand more uh, the status of our roster and what that would look like going forward and felt like uh, that I that I needed to make a change. You know, so that 
that's about as much clarity as we got on that part. But the coming to understand the culture more and and clarity, I think he said on the roster. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that's between the lines right there, and there that's and that's what you're talking about. Where it would have been nice in a in a normal setting where you're all together to be able to say, well. What do you mean by that? How much and did we, roster we, we movement influence this decision? The questions like right, that. We, right? And we kind of tried, like you said, to circle back to and, that. And but you, did, the time, you did circle back and can't give you a very short answer. So. And essentially repeated what he said yep. there in the first place, which is fine. Look, I mean, I understand he he's not going to sit up there. No, no, Nobody is going to sit up there and go, well, you know, I spoke to these 33 people, and this was the contents of the conversation that we had, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. But it also was not as forthcoming as it, as it potentially could have been, certainly as well. When you hear this from him, though, what do you, what do you think? Like, what occurs to you? Well, I mean, you can address, uh, as Haslam said, these are very, uh, I think he used the word excruciating, decisions to be made, and they are hard. And when you add in all the elements of who Shannon Schwain is and what she represents, it makes it even harder. And then you add in a global pandemic and it, that causes a university-wide and a statewide hiring freeze. It makes it even tougher as well. But to me, being the leader of the athletic department is about defining your expectations and then holding the people that work for you up to those defined expectations. There can't be any muddying of the expectations, although that happens so often across college sports. Mm -hmm. If you have defined expectations and then you make a change, you say, these were the expectations that we laid out. We talked about them in public. We talked about the media. We talked about them internally. Here is how this person did not fulfill the expectations that were laid out in front of them. That's the most frustrating part about this whole thing to me is I don't know if there ever was expectations laid out for Shannon Schwain in this job. If you were to say that the expectations are what they've always been at the University of Montana, well, then by that account, she certainly failed to meet those because the expectations at the University of Montana are 20-plus wins and NCAA tournament berths, period. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So, but it's like we've talked about. Are, are you holding her to the standard of the, the last 38 years of Robin Selvig or is it a new standard? And if so, why? And how do you define that? And is it defined? And does she know what her performance accomplishments need to be? I just don't really know if that was ever laid out sure. for anyone. The thing, though, here, too, it's 2 telling the one is 1029 ESPN Radio. When he talks about, he mentioned the word culture and roster. Those are the two sort of things that he mentioned in, in what he uncovered or what he found more of in the course of the three weeks in between. So I want to ask you this. Yes. If, if, if you are insinuating or speculating a broken culture there's a culture issue right i mean when he i mean said, i'm not trying to speculate anything no, no, I'm just I mean, that's, no, 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 no 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 not, not you when, oh, when ken haslam okay. says i analyzed the roster and what potentially what it, it what it is could be and would become yes, based on right, the choices right. and then i also analyzed the culture and i learned things yeah. that were concerning to me and i decided i needed to make a change for the culture of the program if you do that and only one person is removed what do you think of that? Well, because isn't that a, a gigantically scapegoating one person? But if so, if you if you really are making this decision, maybe that is the person that deserves to be let go. I don't know. What do you think? I think that that uh, first of all, there, there's there's no there's no right now. There's not another option, right? Like that. There, you well, no, you can fire the whole staff, but it, can you? Because there's a hiring freeze that's, that's going on. Good point. And so, so good point. And I'm not saying that he should look, man, 
Mike Petrino, as we talked about yesterday, in the in the limited but but numerous now over the course of several years opportunities that I've had to speak to him, I I think very highly of. I have I have really enjoyed my time, and I thought he's been you know candid and 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 smart and enjoyable, personable, all that stuff, and I look forward to being with him. But I I also think, and I I think this is man, this is tough because. Even though Kent Haslam said, well, we didn't just settle or it didn't just come, you know, that it turned out to be Mike Petrino like we wanted Mike Petrino here, it also feels like there wasn't another option. They didn't even and couldn't really do a search, which they are going to do, which is why they've put the interim tag on it, and he inherits a very tough situation. And I think that he's got a lot of pedigree to be the head coach in his own right, and he's going to maybe have an opportunity now to prove you know his his chops as a head coach to do that but I also think that he is starting with the shortest of straws when it comes to that reality and and your point is well taken like if it's a culture thing is it just at the feet of one person the head coach or is at the feet of more than that I don't know the answer to that question the other thing though that I don't quite understand is what I understand that you do or I I assume I you should be doing exit interviews with every sport at mm-hmm. the end of every season, if you're the athletic director, and I'm sure that during that process, you're having more intimate and direct conversations about the state of affairs across the board of what's going on. So certainly you would discover things or maybe find things out. But also, right. like if it was so concerning, was some of this stuff not available to you? Could you not be aware of this at some time ahead of time before you started insinuating, hey, we're going to try and put together a contract to bring you back? I think that is where this gets very convoluted and becomes a real problem. And not knowing the specifics of any of that stuff, except for what we've laid out here, I think that is where you get into real trouble. And it's you know complicated by the fact that it's not any coach. It's Shannon, Kate, Shannon Schwain. And it's not any time. It's COVID-19 and a hiring freeze and everything else. So all of this stuff creates a real perfect storm. Right. I mean, the the fact that Mike Retrino is now the head coach of Lady Greer is I think there is direct ties to the global pandemic right now. I don't know if they would have promoted him or not. Maybe they would have. Maybe he would have been the interim through a a certain amount of time until a hire was made, him or someone else. I'm not sure. I think that is is a direct correlation. Outside, put the pandemic to the side, though, for a yeah. moment, as, as impossible as that is in this current day and age. Mm-hmm. And I think that from all the rumblings and all the rumors and all the things I've heard, which we're not going to get into on this show because, I mean, so much of it's hearsay, so much of it's extrapolated, so much of it is people with access to grind, so whatever. We're not going to get into right. locker room gossip, but there there is more than a few fires around and inside this program. There has been for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We've been hearing about this since I mean, one thing that's a fact that we can talk about on this show is the second year in in uh, at the Big Sky Tournament was it the second or the third year? It was it was either Shannon's first or second year. The Lady Grizz showed up to the post game press conference like three times later than what their the NCAA puts a clock on you, and you, mm-hmm. if you're the winning team, you got to be in, in ten minutes. If you're the losing team, you have to be in in twenty minutes. Right after the winning team goes in the press conference, they didn't show up forever. Because of the media market in Montana, where it is the biggest show, we are all then made to sit there. It's fine. It's, it's not as if I'm complaining about lost time, although it was inconvenient, but that was very telling. Th- then all the rumors of what was going on while they were late, that's where this this, this stuff started talking. So what, what I'm getting at, though, is that there certainly was evaluations to be done, and I think that that's why this is seriously the most unique coaching saga that I've ever covered. Yeah. 
because it truly is the undeniable greatest player in the history of not only the school, but also the conference. Someone that is beloved. Someone that literally changed and influenced the game in the state that she's from. But then also you add in the family dynamics. Daughters on the team. Husband as the track coach. I just think that there was some things that Kent Haslam could stand on in continuing to renew Shannon no matter what the internal turmoil was like. The injuries, whatever way you want to explain them, were a reality. So they could use that as an excuse or, or, or a justification, either one, whatever way you want to spin it. The on-the-court execution, the way that the players leave, there's all sorts of different sides you can take for that. Yeah. I just think that they reached the point this year after losing in the tournament handily for the fourth year in a row that it was just there was no other excuse there was no other justification that you could make from a pure basketball coaching standpoint to retain her and so i think that they just reached the point of no return but to answer your question but but then the question is then then why do you start a conversation about a renewal of a contract i mean i think that that is the question that that sticks out to me well the implication is that it was about the roster right right so and i mean that's my thought is that when this announcement was, when it was first known internally in the program that Shannon was going to be retained, multiple players leave because they obviously did not want to play for her. Gabby Harrington, Kylie Frillich, I think we can say safely say they did not want to play for Shannon Shway. They transferred because that was the narrative in the program. Well, then it's announced that she's leaving and that she's not returning. And Jamie Pickens is on the record in multiple newspapers in Montana saying, I left the Lady Grizz program because I came to the Lady Grizz program to play for Shannon Schwain, right. and she's no longer the coach. So it's two-sided. That's where the whole thing gets so muddied is that Kent said it was all about roster evaluation, but yeah. at the end of the day, the roster movement happened because of, of in my mind, the non-fluidity of, mm-hmm. of this termination. A lot of this, too, has been stewing under the surface because we haven't heard anything yet from the university, and it's been 40 days since the end of the basketball season for the Lady Grizz and 20 days, 21 days, whatever it is, since uh, Shannon Schwain was officially not renewed. Here's another question and answer regarding that. From April 1st there when uh, Shannon kind of told us that uh, her contract wouldn't be renewed and, and Mike visited with the team about being the interim coach, uh, you guys didn't talk. Uh, Mike didn't talk, and and Ken didn't talk. And uh, can you explain why why that was? Did it have something to do with uh, get, getting through a legal agreement with Shannon? Why was that? Yeah. So part of it is um, we're certainly in a unique time on campus. We have hiring freezes. Uh, we have people working remotely, so that contributes to it. Uh, also, at, during that time, uh, the university. Uh, did have more than one conversation with Shannon and felt like it just wasn't the right time to announce it until we'd had some more conversations with her. Um, but we finally got to the point where um, we needed to, to, to make an announcement, get Mike going uh, and get started on that. So really there was, there was some time where we, there was some back and forth conversation with Shannon. I don't want to get into the details of what those were. But it was it was contributing uh, to the length of that, and then also just the the state that we're in right now with uh, with campus. So there you go, uh, Kent Haslam talking about some of the reasons uh, about let's put it like this: it wasn't 
you know, to, to him dodging anything or he, they had to wait for some things to play out and are probably still being played out uh, to some extent. But uh, before they were felt comfortable, I guess I shouldn't say were able, but felt comfortable getting out there in front of the media. I think that a, a release of some sort. Look, I, I don't know. If there is anything that's legal on the back end of this, I got no idea. Well, and I, will no t- I will idea tell you this. I, 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 I will are. tell you this as factual information that Shannon Schwen did attain counsel, and that she did have a lawyer present during her meeting with Haslam as well as President Bonner. Okay, and that's and that's fine. But in terms of what the implications to something like that would be in terms of university transmissions, even in the form of just a release to right. you know the media and everything, I don't know. I don't know if hands are tied for that reason or not. But I do know that I've never seen never. something like that where we, you knew this happened. Even it's not from only the person we, themselves, it's and not then only, there was three it's weeks not, before any only, word was said. It's not only that we knew this happened, though. I mean, as somebody that's broken a lot of coaching scoops, yeah. even if you 100% know it's true, and I have 100% known it's true every single time I've broken one of these head coaching scoops, whether it's a hiring or a firing in the state of Montana, 100% I would never go with it unless I was 100% certain it was true. I still have a slight amount of anxiety until the official release from right. the school hit. It never did, but I had no anxiety because we all talked to Shannon, she, either on or off the record. Yeah. I mean, she went on the record with multiple people. I talked to her lawyer. Like, there was no doubt that it happened. It was just that uh, the school was the only one that didn't acknowledge that it happened, and that in itself is is bizarre and all sorts of other things. But we can get into the. Uh, the PR analysis of this whole thing later well, on. Well, we have we have a lot more sound uh, from from this uh, that we're going to get to later on in the week and even into next week. Uh, and and if you would like, again, to listen to all of it, the full uh, press conference is up and available right now on the Two Tell Nuanas podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's also available at SkylineSportsMT.com. we got to get out, though, right now because we're going to get into some NFL football, the draft, Bryce Sterk. Defensive end from Montana State, outstanding player for the Bobcats, is uh, looking forward to seeing where his draft stock lies uh, and his uh, prospects being in the NFL. He joins us live next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. NFL draft begins tomorrow. A real sports thing. How about that? Amazing. We'll have it for you here on ESPN Radio. Of course, ESPN Television as well. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television across the state. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you. And uh, we go now to the Range Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in 
former defensive end for the Montana State Bobcats, great player for the Bobcats, and uh, an aspiring professional football player. Uh, we'll be looking intently at the NFL draft this week, uh, weekend, weekend, and then thereafter, Bryce Sturk joining us. Bryce, thanks so much for being with us, man. How are you? Do we have Bryce? Tommy's pushing buttons back there. He's mixing the thing up. I had him turned off. Hello? Sorry, everybody. There we go. Tom, t- that's ownership right there. Tommy <laughs> Evans, very good. Bryce, do we have you here? Can you hear us there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You have to rock, there for a second. Rock and roll, man. Listen, we're in new studios. We had one button before. We got 11 <laughs> buttons here now, so it's very confusing uh-huh. when we're trying to patch people through, so we appreciate you getting here with us. Hey, this right here. It's got to be, I know it, at some level maybe it's nerve-wracking, maybe there's some anxiety, but how about some congratulations to you, man? I mean, you're in a position that almost that nobody really gets to actually be in and sitting here looking at an NFL draft that you may be drafted in or then maybe have the opportunity to be a free agent thereafter. But how excited are you about where you're at right here and now looking at a, an NFL draft prospect? Uh, it definitely is. Like, it's really exciting. Um, sometimes it's a bit overwhelming, and then other times, you know, it's, uh, feels a little bit too casual just with, uh, you know, what everything is going on and uh, and stuff like that. But it's definitely, um, you know, an, an amazing position to be in. Bryce A. Coulter, Nuwaz, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Appreciate it. Where are you in the world right now? Uh, I'm currently back home in uh, northwest Washington. Um, I've been here for about a month and a half with everything being closed down. So take us through the last couple months. I mean, you, you guys make it all the way to semifinals of the playoffs in December. Did you graduate in December? No, I got one more semester left, um, but I decided to train in Denver um, at Landau Performance, uh, Christian McCaffrey and um, Philip Lindsay both trained there, so I figured it'd be be a good spot. My agent highly suggested it. Well, as a Um, running back, I I think it's perfect for you, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm kind of nudging an NFL team that, uh, you know, I can play other positions. (laughs) Right, right. Well, tell us about that experience at Landau Performance. I mean, that's a great facility. A lot of great guys have trained there over the years. So, I mean, what was your daily life like there? What was the training process like, and how do you think it got you ready for this this upcoming weekend? Yeah, well, um, the typical day would be I'd wake up at, uh, you know, around 8 o'clock, have some food, go do some speed work at 10 uh, for an hour at an indoor facility. Um, then we have some time off, go to the recovery center, get some food, and then go back at 2 to have a lift. And depending on what day it is, it'd be either um, a leg day or upper body day. Um, and then that would pretty much be it. Um, and that kind of was uh, the schedule all the way through from Monday to Friday. And then Saturday would be like an active recovery of stretching and um, stuff like that. Bryce Sturk joining us, former defensive end for the Montana State Bobcats, and uh, getting himself ready for uh, the NFL draft this weekend and beyond. And you know, you with, with with pro days basically being canceled, you know, coast to coast. All of a sudden, guys now got to find different ways to try and get their numbers out there. And you were like you said, we're in Colorado and put up some impressive numbers: a four six nine forty three four and a half inch vert and a seven dot oh seven. Uh, L drill, very, very impressive. Top five, in fact, top three in all of those numbers when uh, put up against the combine numbers for the position. But when you're doing stuff like that, how do you get that stuff out there? Do you have an agent where you can say, hey, this is what I'm capable of? And how do you get you know yourself marketed, if for lack of a better term, to, to these teams, to these scouts, and so on? Yeah, well, it definitely becomes harder without having you know actual pro days without scouts. 
Um, but luckily, we were able to get a, a retired Bills scout there, kind of gave us some authenticity. Um, and then my agent, you know, he made a – or my the, the training facility sent my agent the film. They, they filmed everything, and um, then he sent it out to other teams. And um, that's kind of how we uh, marketed ourselves out with that. In your two years at Montana State, played two different positions, both on the edge, but distinctly different responsibilities and produced incredibly well at both of them. When you're playing the Buck, uh, your first year, great production. And then this last year, the production went up even more playing that uh, that 4 eye position you guys have at Montana State. If I'm an NFL GM and I'm asking Bryce Dirk, what kind of player am I getting, what are you telling people? I mean, what, what do you think you could bring to an NFL team? Um, I definitely think I bring a, a lot of versatility. I mean, I've shown that I can play – uh, two different positions and play them, you know, quite well. Um, and they def- and then they can also see that I can play some special teams. I did uh, play some some kickoff and some other special teams earlier on in the season. Um, so I'd say a lot of I'm bringing a lot of versatility to a program. When you were at the University of Washington, you got to see a lot of guys go through this exact process. And that place was a D line factory; it still is. But you got to see guys like Greg Jennings and Vita Vey and some other guys actually go through the experience of preparing for and then getting drafted now yourself i mean you provided yourself an opportunity by coming to montana state so how do you think you, you the transfer from washington washington to montana state set the stage for this preparation and what did you learn from those guys that had gone through this before uh, at your previous school um i think uh, the biggest thing from with, from the transfer is uh I was just able to get, uh, you know, playing time and get some, some stuff on film for, for NFL scouts and um, stuff to see. Um, you know, being able to see, you know, Greg Gaines, Vita Vea, and some of those guys go through the process, um, it kind of gave a little bit of a, you know, kind of a heads up of what to expect and stuff, but you, you kind of have to go through it to fully understand, you know, what, uh, what goes into this, this crucial part of the uh, offseason between the end of your senior year and up till the draft. What do you expect the next several days and this weekend to be like for you? Do you have a, a, a thought about what this is going to be, you know, how, how this is going to go for you this weekend? Uh, personally, I have some good good information. Um, you know, a couple couple teams have been calling. One team has been calling in particular quite a bit. Um, I think they run a, a similar defense to what uh, we had at Montana State. Um, however, I have no idea how the, the virtual draft is going to go. I think that's something we're just going to have to wait and see. Any Have you thought about hacking the Zoom at all and maybe trying to get in there at like a top 10 pick, just insert yourself in there and see if you can get on the deal since it is virtual, use all the you know engineering buddies that you have from MSU and work that angle? <laughs> just, just hack into it and try that's and right. get it. I, I haven't thought of that, but now that you mention it, that wouldn't right. be a bad idea. I mean, I think Zach Wright's probably your guy for that, right? Yeah, yeah, I could call him, and you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of other guys I'd be more than happy to help. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, during your time at Montana State, did you ever cross paths with John Taylor? I know he's an administrator at Montana State. He used to be an administrator at Montana State, and he was a former football player, too. Did you ever cross paths with JT? Uh, what was was his name? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, John Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, did uh, was he a transfer? No, no. I, I he, like he I... was an administrator at Montana State. Anyways, I was just wondering if you'd ever heard the story of John Taylor because when John Taylor played for the Mike Kramer Bobcats in the early two thousands, he was a good defensive lineman coming out of Montana State, like yourself, and he was a guy that was maybe a fringe late round pick or a you know a, a free agent signee, and instead 
the Detroit Lions picked him in the fourth round, and he was fishing when it happened and didn't get the call for a little while later. And so really? it's, it's just funny because, I, you know, I think that we all would agree that you'll be very happy if a team calls at any time. But have you ever considered the prospect of just maybe getting that call somewhere on Friday or, or something like that? Yeah, I, I've definitely thought about it. It's, you know, it's super exciting. Like I got uh, my DVR and all sorts of, uh, and my TV set up here in the room, and um, it, it's definitely exciting. But you know, I think I'm going to get more and more nervous um, as we get get on with the, the draft and kind of uh, more excited for for that phone call. But to actually experience that, I think I'm just going to have to wait. Bryce Sturk joining us, uh, former defensive end from Montana State, and, and Bryce, the last question for me, but. Obviously, to have your name called, and if that was to happen, to get that phone call, what a special moment and and an absolute feather in the cap to have been drafted into the NFL. But also, it seems to me, a lot of guys who ultimately don't get drafted have more options and can kind of call their shot and say, hey, this is a team where, whether it's the scheme that they have or maybe depth of the position where you go, hey, I really feel good about going there. What do you think about that? Is there is there a, a positive to the options that you might have if it ends up being the free agency side of this thing? Yeah, so I was looking looking into that, and my agent was talking to me about it. Free agency, like, is it, you know, people see that as a bad thing, but it really is like a, a good thing because it does give you options. You get to you know examine teams that you know need your position, and um, if they're a good fit for you defensively, and so it. It um, it frees up things a little bit more, and you can kind of you can set yourself up for a better chance than just pretty much being told to go to one place that might not be the best for you. Do you have an actual plan? I mean, are you going to sit down, hunker down, and watch all three days of this thing, or are you just going to kind of let it go as it comes? Um, I think the, the, I might watch the first round, um, but you know, with with it being all virtual, all the hype is kind of gone. So, um. I, I might watch. I, I might watch that day two. I'll definitely be, um, you know, interested in seeing, you know, some of the my friends at Washington get picked up uh, potentially, and then day three will be, be a, a very busy day for me. I, I feel like. Well, I'll tell you what, Bryce, we sure have enjoyed watching you play at Montana State these last couple of years. Congratulations to you on, on, on the work that you've put in to get to this point, and we wish you absolutely the best this weekend and going forward. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You got it. Bryce Sturt, defensive end, Montana State Bobcast, looking to uh, be on an NFL roster come maybe Sunday, Monday, maybe Saturday. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be uh, fun to uh, check in and see what happens there. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, Farmer State Bank Prep Extra segment. Some news out of the sports world in high school. Probably not great news, but maybe not that unexpected next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. that we maybe didn't ex- didn't want but maybe did expect yeah. has officially come. 
It's two tell only one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Glad to know you're happy though. You smile. Well, uh, the fact the greatest thing is where I stand and the fact that I can see Tommy. So therefore, all the dumb stuff that I say, I, la- I at least know one person's laughing. And then we can both gang up on you, which is absolutely the best part of this show. There's a reason I don't even look back there. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, we we spent you know a lot of time and effort to put in this beautiful window and studio there, so we could be effectively in communication directly instead right, of in the right. back room. Um, it's a uh, cardboard's uh, going up. Uh, yeah. It was a miss. A text, a text from a loyal listener yes. who's watching with his wife. His wife said, "Why don't they sit Tutel and Nuanas?" Nuanas and Tutel, as you look on the TV, were backwards. Is that right? Yep. I don't know. But I'm not giving up this seat because I got Tommy in the... Turn your TV the... around. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for our Farmer State Bank Prep Extra segment. Right now, their lobbies might be closed, but Farmer State Bank is open for business as always, and the lobbies may be open here soon. Call your local branch to make an appointment, speak to a lender or a customer service representative, and of course, go to FarmersEbank.com or download the Farmer State Bank mobile app. Coulter, it was so close and yet so far, as they say, the uh, governor of the state of Montana, Steve Bullock, rolling out a three-phase plan of of quote-unquote reopening the uh, economy, of reopening business in the state of Montana. Uh, Part of that, and and not just business, but a lot of areas, and that includes education. And schools are allowed to resume on May 7th, which is a Thursday, Um, though I think you were saying to me that most schools may start just on the 11th if they choose to I, go they, back, I think that's know? just what I'm hearing from people in the double-A ranks. I just talked to a couple people okay. that are coaches in the double-A ranks about this. So, that's just what they speculated. But the MHSA, nonetheless, had put had, – first of all, Montana is one of, I think, 11 states that still had not officially canceled high school sports that's in the right. spring. So they, they held out for, for, for a long time. And they said if school resumes by May the 4th, which is the Monday, mm-hmm. then – then they there's a chance that spring sports could happen. I don't know that it was automatic, but it, that was the deadline. And the deadline was not met, and it was only a couple days, but nonetheless, May the 7th is not May the 4th. And so today, MHSA saying officially high school spring sports in the state of Montana not going to happen. They have been canceled. A lot of it was just a timing issue, but I think a lot of it is just that even though we do have some, I guess, quote-unquote, reduced suggestions, regulations, whatever you might want to call them. We still have to be cautious, and I think everybody understands of that. Course. And I think that just gatherings like track meets and things like that, it, just, it requires so many individuals to be around each other. And there's so many logistical things, too. Like I was talking to Craig Mettler, head Sentinel track coach, and like he was saying, getting a group of teenagers together is one thing, but likely they're some of the lowest risk people when it comes to this virus. But who has to orchestrate and put on the track beats? Adults. And most of the people that volunteer in the track and field world are more towards the high risk age group for the, the population that's at high risk. So then it becomes logistical questions too. It's a big time bummer because there's a lot of great athletes in the state of Montana that I think yeah. that we would have loved to see compete, particularly in track and field. I mean, I would have loved to see the the high jump duel for the last time between Trey Tinninger and Julius Mims. I mean, both those guys, two of the greatest high jumpers in the history of the state of Montana, and they had one last chance to go at it with each other. Lauren Hagan and her all-class triple jump record. How far could she have put that thing out there? Angelica Street from up in Columbia Falls, the javelin thrower. I mean, she's all-class state record holder already as well. 
the good part about it is most of these kids are going to have a chance to go on and, and participate in college, but that doesn't take away. I mean, saying you're a state champion in an individual event your senior year, even if it's expected, is still a special and Big irreplaceable sure, thing. Sure, sure. And so you have to feel bad for the kids. But like you said, we were optimistic and we were kind of hanging on, but I'm actually not surprised no, by this. Not at and all. so, I mean, I think it is, I think it's the right decision, although it's a very disappointing one uh, to anybody that's a sports fan. It's two telling new one is one oh two nine ESPN radio. Hour number one now in the books. It's our prep extra segment. Again, it's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your local branch, call them. Make an appointment to speak to a lender or customer service representative. Do all your banking online, farmersebank.com, or download the Farmer State Bank mobile app. Check balances, transfer funds, etc. easily and securely. All over Western Montana, your Montana bank since nineteen oh seven. That's the Farmer State Bank. We'll take a quick break. On the other side. Justin Angle, professor at the University of Montana in the School of Business, also the host of a new Angle podcast, also our friend, if I may be so bold. I don't think you have to be bold. I love talking to this guy. We honestly, well, I'm not worried that I, I like him. I'm wondering <laughs> if he likes me. You know, that's that's the question. Well, I mean, if that's the way you're going to live your life, then I'll tell you, I don't know if you have any friends. I know. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Friendship's a two-way street. That's and actually I'm not always true. The wrong I way. shouldn't say that. That's mean. Your greatest trait <laughs> is actually how good of a friend you are. <laughs> Thanks, Golter. Tell my wife, will you, please? I I like her. Uh, we'll take a break on the other side. Justin Angle, the subject of our ESPN roundtable, a great conversation uh, with him next. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 